start. Okay. So here we are. We're continuing on discussions about Beit Shemai and Beit Hillel in their concerns about Shabbat and the like. And a lot of it's talking about giving things to Goyim. So we left off over here on Yud Bet. Tanur Banan. Beit Shemai Omrim. Lo imkor adam hametzo l'nochri elomkein yodea bo shiichle kodem hapesach. You can't sell your chametz to the guy unless you're sure he's going to finish it before Pesach, which is beyond me because the guy owns it. What's the problem? It's the guy's. You know, what, I mean, Shabbat, I understand it's your item. You're giving it to him to wash, to clean. But what do I care if the guy has my chametz? I sold the guy chametz. He has to finish before Pesach. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Rabbi, maybe. Maybe you'll, for some reason, you'll know that it's yours. Somebody will know it's yours. It's a, but it's not yours. You sold it. No, but if it, it, if it looks like it could be yours, then that's what people, that's what you were afraid of. Just like on Shabbat. It looks like it's yours. Okay. Maybe. Good star. Does the art school English say anything on the bottom, Avi Galadi? I'm Avi? I'm looking. One second. Okay. Raise your hand if you find anything. We continue. Um, Okay, Ubeit Hillel Omer calls Manshu Mutal Ochlo Mutal Machor. As long as you're allowed to eat it, you're allowed to sell it. Yuda Omer Kutach Abavli, Bechomine Kutach Asulim Korsh Lo Shim Yom Kodem Apesach. These things take thirty days to finish. Takes a long time to finish. So up to thirty days, that's the rule. But within thirty days, Lo Shim Yom Kodem Machag is not considered. Like if you leave your house Hanukkah, you don't have to do Bedikat Chametz. So of course you could sell the goy Chametz Hanukkah. I could get, give him a shipment. I don't care. But the point is, it shouldn't be something within the 30-day period that's going to last till Pesach. Tanur Rabbanan. Notnim mazonot lufnea kelev bechatzer. Even though your animals now do work for you, you could feed your animal. It's not, you don't have to go now chase your dog and make sure it doesn't go out of the roof. You could also leave a sandwich for the guy in, in your, on your porch. And again, you're not going to lock him down. He told me the dog, what do you have to tell me Meaning, you have responsibilities to your dog. You have responsibilities to the guy. And there's a general rule in Shabbat, you shouldn't do extra tirchav, it's unnecessary. And since you don't have responsibility to feed the guy, you might think you shouldn't even put the sandwich on the porch, Kamash Milan, but even though it's not your responsibility, you're allowed to be toreach, uh, you're allowed to bother yourself. You should not rent out utensils to go in Erev Shabbat. Okay, why? Because it looks like uh, you're, you're trying to have him do malacha for you. You're bypassing it. But on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, it's okay. You can't sell, send a letter. We're going to find out details on this a little later. On Wednesdays and Thursdays, it's a lot. Since he was concerned about the guy carrying the letters for him on Shabbat, he's not a carry for you, so he was concerned about carrying the letters on Shabbat, he would, he would not uh, ever give a guy a, 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 a letter. He would use the Hamish, uh, the Hamish post office. Okay, like you have the Hamish car service, they would have the Hamish post office, you give it to the Jew and you make sure no one's carrying on Shabbat. Tunar Banan. 
Now, we're going to have uh, three different variables in this next, in this next uh, discussion. One of them is the variable of, did you set a fee or not? Okay, well, we're familiar with this from, from Hilchot Shabbat. There's a difference between an hourly worker and a job worker. If the post officer, post, post delivery boy, has like on a taxi cab, he's got a little meter, and for every hour that he works, he gets paid by you by the hour, then we have a problem because then he's working for you on Shabbat. If you have a stamp and you gave him 39 cents to deliver it, regardless how or when he delivers it, then it's considered he's working for himself. Now, if you don't have a set fee, there's going to make a difference if um, if he can get to the spot before Shabbat or not. And also, there's going to make a difference if there's a uh, if there's a certain important person in the city that uh, he, he's going to be able to drop the mail off at that spot or not. So let's see it inside. Unless set price. Beit Shammai Omrim, Beit Shammai says, Kadesh Yagiyah Lebeito. Beit Shammai says, the amount of time it set, takes to get to your house. That means send it to him. Unless, again, one more time. We start off, we said, we would have to work this out. The first line of the Brayta says, you can't sell it unless you made a set fee. Sounds, if you made a set fee, you could. Then it says, Beit Shammai says, you can't send it. Unless he's going to get, you know, he'll get to to the house of the fellow that you're sending it to before Shabbat. I'm sending it from my house to. Uh, I want to send it from my house to uh, to Lakewood, so I have to give the guy an hour and a half before. Give the letter an hour and a half before. That's Beit Shammai. Beit Hillel said to get to get to Lakewood means to get Lakewood. As you say, guy says, how long take to Lakewood? Twenty minutes from Lakewood to deal. No, the twenty minutes to Lakewood deal means twenty minutes to get to the uh, to get to the, uh, the the Wawa station. We're talking about how long does it get to get to actually get to the house. So here's a machloka, Beit Shemai and Beit Lel. Beit, Beit Shemai says, you can only give it to the guy who has to get to the house. Beit Lel, that means you're sending a letter from Deal to Lakewood. Um, we have an expert on the matter over here. Dave. Yes. How long does it take to get from your house in Deal to Jacob's house? Uh, Like 25 minutes. 25 minutes door to door? Uh, almost a half hour door to door, yeah. A half an hour door to door, right. They always say it's only 20 minutes. So you go to the full door to door, it's a half an hour. To get to, you take, take Squankum, Halatong, let's take Hawa, 22 minutes, let's say. Yeah. So it's Machloka, Beit Shemai, and Beit Hillel. That when you give the Goy the letter before Shabbat, does it, you have to give him 22 minutes to get to the Wawa? You gotta give him a half an hour to get to Jacob's house. Okay, that's the Machloka we just had now. Now, the Mark continues and says, uh, hold on. The first day for the Brighter told me the variable was, did you make a price or not? If I made a set fee, I don't care about anything. I gave the guy $10 out of Shabbat. They said, deliver it. That's it. So I don't have to start figuring out when, how, and where. Once I give him the $10, he's working for himself. He's not working for me. I'm right. The Brighter really was broken to two halves. If you made a fee, forget about everything. In low katsachi, they make a fee and you have to start looking at it. It has to get from David Jamal's house to his son-in-law's house half an hour. Beitelel says no. As long as it gets to the first city in the wall. In, in those days, a walled city. So you, for some reason, Beitelel is leaning and says, as long as we can assume you got to the city before Shabbat, that's enough. We're happy with that. 
We're happy that you got to the city. Okay, hi, Shay, our kids. Okay, so the Gemara says, uh, can I see those matching pajamas, guys? Can I see those matching pajamas? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Guys, come here, quick. Avi, come. Avi, come. Hey. Nice. Okay. Okay, guys. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So now we have, we have the, the, this, this, this factor of the, that, that makhluk. Now, the Gemara is, the Reisha says you can't send unless you said get a set fee. Now are you telling me, you're giving me new conditions that I could, I could send with, with, if it's going to get to the city? So the Gemara gives another variable. Lo kasha. Ha de kviya beidoar bemata. This is where Ben Yehuda got in modern Hebrew. Beidoar, he calls a post office. But if you look at Rashi, that's not what it means. Beidoar just means a important person in the city. Meaning, we're differentiating if there's an important person in the city or not. If there's an important person in the city, it seems the mail will get to him. There's more of a guarantee will get there. So we're differentiating if there's no set, uh, this important guy where the mail would end, end up. It means like if you have a mayor in the city. So in the old days, you had a mayor in the city. So if you had a mayor in the city, the post office guy gets there, he gives it to the mayor, and people go, you get your mail from the mayor. If it wasn't such a sophisticated city, then the guy's going to have to go start knocking from door to door to find the guy. So if you didn't make a set fee with the guy, and you're paying him by the hour, I'm not going to assume that if you gave the guy the 20 minutes to get there, he's going to get there, because he's got to go knocking and searching. So therefore, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, to, to, to give you that, that, uh, that, um, Leeway. So therefore, the safest way is, again, make a set fee. Anytime you do a set fee, you're done. You're good. That's why you can, uh, you can send mail on Friday. I, I know the guy's picking it up on Shabbat. I, I, I paid my, my fee and he's working for himself. Similarly, uh, there's a lot of things that people do. It's considered they're working for themselves. Uh, we're not going to get into all the halakhot details, but again, we'll go back to David Jamal, our expert on the field. Uh, Dave? Dave? Yeah. Dave? Yeah. You there? David Jamal? Yeah. You walked away from the screen. Okay. He's not there. I'm here. Dave? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, well, you got to talk a little louder. How does it work with snow removal? When the guys remove this by the job or the season? Um, actually, we do it by how much snow there is. Is an inch, oh, okay. they charge a certain amount. If there's six inches, they charge a certain amount. They charge based on how much it snows. Oh, so that's not so simple doing it on Shabbat then. Okay, so we're not going to get into that now. That's a whole shallow then. Okay. I was assuming it was by the, the, the season. I would assume that you pay the guy by the season. If it's not like this year, that the snow guys didn't, didn't plow once. So they had a business this year. I would hope they would like to do it seasonally. You say they didn't get paid at all. Okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, but we don't like that, obviously, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, anyway, the, the point is, is if it's a set fee, he's working for himself. That's usually the rule. That's, that's the discussion. We're not going to get into that now. Okay. Too complicated. What's for now? But okay, good. Set fee, you're good. No set fee, then you have to make sure that he finishes before Shabbat. And then I'm going to give you variables. Of is there a mayor there that'll get to this house? Is he gonna have to go searching and wandering and looking? So I, I want to avoid you paying him uh, per step on Shabbat because that's that's the problem. Okay, we continue. Um, 
אין מפלגים בספינה פחות משלושה ימים קודם לשבת. Another famous הלכה. Uh, yes, Elliot. Yes. Sorry, very applicable law to all of us. Are we allowed yeah. to check out on Amazon if it says Saturday delivery? Right. Okay, but the only... I know it's not for the scope of the DAF, but it's something that applies yes. to everybody every day. That is a good point. Okay, we will continue. Okay, good. Now, uh, our next discussion is... Our next discussion is a famous halakha that three days before... Three days before a... Um, Three days before Shabbat is considered Shabbat. What does that mean? That means Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we view as, as, as preparatory for Shabbat. Shabbat's on your mind. And that's, you're already in the Shabbat zone. So there's a lot of laws that have to do with three days before Shabbat. There's also the three days after Shabbat. We're not going to get into that. The menorah has the one pole in the middle, three on one side, three on the other side. So now, it says like this. You can't get on a boat ride because you're going to be putting yourself in a situation, you have to unite Michalel Shabbat, so within three days of the Shabbat, you have to think about it. That's if it's just on a, on a cruise. You're supposed to tell him to stop on Shabbat. You don't want to ask him to work on Shabbat. But if Eino Shabbat, if the guy doesn't want to listen to you, okay, but you're telling the guy, I don't need you to draw, go on Shabbat. He wants to, he could. You're very ready. You don't have to tell him that. On a short trip, I feel a bit of Shabbat Muka. Okay. Next, similar halacha, based on the same rule. If we have an elective uh, siege, that means you shouldn't pick before Shabbat to start this elective siege. Obviously, it wasn't a sakana, but now it might get into things. So if you started a siege earlier than, than, than three days before, you definitely continue the siege through Shabbat. Amar of Shimon ben Gamliel, Noagim Hayu, Tanya. Amar Rabbi Sadok, Kachayam in Agoshal Beit Rabban Gamliel, Shunotnim Kli Lavan Lakovesh Toshayamim Kodm Shabbat. That um, they used to give white clothing three days before the Mishnah. I said, why? Because as we said, white clothing is more difficult than clean and dark clothing. Tzvu'im afilu be'er of Shabbat. And dyed ones, they would give er of Shabbat. We did rahem, lamadnu, shlavanim kashim l'kapsan yotem and tzvim. So, the Gemara is going to use now just as an example as sometimes that learning Gemara will give you a little uh, uh, knowledge and ha- help you in, in, in life. Abaye ave yahiv le'ahu manad tzviya l'katsra. He went to the, the local uh, local uh, laundry mat. Amale kama ba'itilave. He gave him some, uh, uh, his. Uh, it was a it was a it was a, a colored garment. So what do you charge for uh, blue shirts? Okay, Abaye was uh, getting ready for uh, for uh, whatever it was. He was wearing a blue shirt, usually a white shirt. So he wasn't used to what the fee on blue shirts is. So he goes. It was after Purim. He had a blue shirt on. So he goes and says, "What do you charge for blue shirts?" The guy says, uh, the same price I've been charging you for white wine. Well, why should there be a difference? The rabbis beat you. They taught me it's easier to clean blue than white, and therefore I want a 50% discount on my blue shirt. Okay, so Abaye was using the Gemara to get a discount at the laundromat. Okay. I don't know today in the Chinese, they ch- I only have white shirts. I don't know. Do they charge more for white shirts? Probably not. They should. White shirts get more stains in them. 
Okay, next. Um, Amar Baye, once he's talking about good tips on the laundry man, he's going to give you another good tip. Hi, Mandi Ahiv Manala Katsra, Bimishcha Netivle Mishcha Nishkolmine. Measure your shirt before and after. There's two things a laundromat could do to you. He could stretch it out or he could shrink it. So he's giving you good advice. Before you bring your your uh, your linen tablecloth to the laundromat, measure it. Measure it and take a picture of it. And then when you come back, measure it again because he could have shrunk by two inches. You could have no proof. Always measure before and after. Next. I mean, I should do that on everything. And every time you come back and there's a hole there, and they say it was there already, this was there, that was there. Good advice. Take a picture before you send anything to the laundryman. Next. Back to our story. Bishavim elu the elu shetonin. Beit and Beit Shemai agree that you're allowed to put the press, the olive press, um, on the olives of the grapes that were crushed already. The so now the Gemara wants to know why of all the different things that we're discussing, did we, did we suddenly make a difference on, on the, the, uh, olives and the grapes? Why are they being changed to every, than everything else? One second. I'm sorry. I'm out. Close. Okay. Yeah. Someone had a question? Someone raised their hand? No. Okay. We continue. Um, okay, means even Beit Shammai that said, you're not allowed to set up your holes, you're not allowed to set up, uh, you're not allowed to set up your dying system, you're not allowed to set up anything before Shabbat. The one thing that Beit Shammai said you could do is if you have the chopped up grapes and chopped up olives, you can put the beam on top of it. What's the difference? Everything in the Mishnah, if you decided to dye your wool on Shabbat, that's a chiyuv doraita. So if you're going to set it up before Shabbat, it's a problem. But, the case of the crushed olives and the crushed uh, olives, that means we're telling you right now, it sounds like, that if I have crushed grapes and I squeeze them further, it's not a doraita. It's not a doraita. And therefore, Beit Shammai is telling you that if it's not a doraita, I'll let you set it up before Shabbat. I won't let you set up your mouse trap trap out of Shabbat to be caught on Shabbat, but I will let you set up your olive press because if you would have pressed your olives on Shabbat, it wouldn't be a doraita anyway because they already started to be chopped. That's what the Gemara is suggesting. Mantana, now this is a common concept where the Gemara asks a question that, that, um, who's the author that said this? We have a Mishnah without an author, without a, with this concept, without backing. Who said this rule? We know that happened on the Bobayom of Sota. Um, Hashum, Babose, Shum is garlic. Polser is unripe grapes. Vamlilot is grain that wasn't cooked totally. Shriskan yom that you chop them up. You put something on top of it. Rabbi Yishmael Omer, Yigmor Mishetekshach. You're allowed to put things on it, uh, heavy things on it for it to go on its own. Rabbi Yikiva Omer, Lo Yigmor. 
So, so that, uh, that, that, that sounds like we have a machloket over here, whether you're allowed to do this, start the process before Shabbat or not. So obviously it's the one that says you're allowed to. That is, uh, the first approach. Rabbi Lazar Amar, this is a different shot. Rabbi Lazar, he, again, it's Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Lazar, there's two Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar ben Pedat Amoran, Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua, the Tanan. The Tanan, Chalot Devash, Yeriskan Be'erev Shabbat. Uh, Chalot Devash means bees make honey, who may have, uh, bee, uh, comb or something, I don't know what you call it. And that's called where they, where they, where they put the, the honey into. And they used to take these chalot dvash and they used to, so you took it out of the hive and you crushed them. The atsume atzman, it came out on its own, asur. You're not allowed to eat that. Why? Because it's a gezera shema yischot. It means we know this famous rule, we should know this rule. If you have, we went through this at length many times. If I have, um, uh, 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 I have, I'll use grapes. I have grapes. And these grapes are designated for squeezing. And I now have them in the bottom of my bowl. I have grape juice that made a puddle. I have grapes that were designated for um, squeezing. That means I bought myself champagne grapes because I wanted to make my own wine. I left them in the refrigerator in a bowl. And now there's grape juice on the bottom of the bowl that came out on Shabbat. You're not allowed to drink it. Um, I'm sure everyone heard of that concept before. It's two Hebrew words. Mashkim Shezavu. I'm sure everyone here probably once heard that term. Mashkim Shezavu. Okay, so now these, so now these, that's a general rule. So now the honey that came out on its own with telling you, you're not allowed to drink, you're not allowed to use it. Rabbi Elazar Matir. So what should the machloket be dependent on? The rabbi that says that I'm not allowed to use the honey that came on its own because I'm afraid you're going to squeeze it. You're not allowed to squeeze it even though it was already crushed. So this is going to be a parallel to our story. I have pre-crushed dates. I have pre-crushed crushed honeycombs. Am I allowed to continue the process on Shabbat or not? Good. <clears throat> That's the machloket. Now, there was two opinions. One brought it to the argument about the grapes that could you put something on top, and the other one compared it to the case of the honeycombs. So Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina, who was uh, the first rabbi, my time alone with Rabbi Lazar. Why doesn't he like Rabbi Lazar's reason? Why doesn't he like that reason? Seemingly, we're looking for who has this argument that who whose opinion is that pre-crushed items may be continued to be crushed. So either it's the rabbi of of the of the, the uh, Rabbi Ishmael that said you're allowed to put the heavy things on top of the uh, unripe grapes, or it's Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua that said I'm allowed to continue to crush my honey. Why are they arguing? What, why does one say one and disagree with the other? So in that Mishnah, there honey is a whole different story. You squeeze honey, you didn't change its state. This is a very important point in the laws of sechita. When I have sechita, the big problem when I squeeze my lemon is my lemon was a food, and when I squeeze it, it became a drink. With the raise of hands, can someone tell me what halakha comes out of this understanding? The whole problem is 
squeezing a lemon is I'm taking a food and making it into a liquid. If you're because of that, there's a certain premise. Something is allowed because of that understanding. Is anyone? I'm giving. I might not be enough of a hint. But again, the reason why you can't squeeze the lemon is because you're making a food into a drink. And therefore, in a certain case, I will allow it. I'll give Ed Sapp the first chance. Ed? Eddie? Yes, yes. Hold on. Could you, you have Hold on. You can't text Michael now. Hello? No answer? Okay, we're going on to, uh, we'll give uh, Morris Sutton a chance here. Morris? Yes, I'm just not so clear about the question. I have a lemon, and it's a food, and that's why I can't squeeze it because you made a drink. Tell me what Halachalama says shows up from that understanding. I see from Stephen Ash's smile he has the answer. Stephen, go ahead. What's the answer? That you could squeeze it into another food. Thank you. You could squeeze the lemon into the salad because it's becoming food to food. Ah. Right? Yep. Okay, that's a true by Mansour, a student who has the halachot on his fingertips. Okay, I was watching his two hands. He did not put it on his phone and go to daily halacha. I was afraid of that. Okay, <laughs> so getting back to our story, um, we're now, we're now, so now therefore, the honey is a different story because the honey, the honey was always the same. It was honey in the comb, honey out of the comb. So that's why you're allowed to do it. You can't compare honey to, to grapes and, 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 and olives. Bill, are you with me? Did you, did you just begin or are you ending the we're, we're, to, we're, we're, we're winding down. We started at 7.30. Oh, Sorry. Okay. It was an email that Sorry. went on Wednesday night at 7.30. My apologies. It's a different time than usual? Yes, but with the whole thing's recorded and I'll send it to you okay. afterwards. Okay. Okay. So the Gemara continues. So therefore you can't compare it. Ha time in the case of the honey, mikara ochel besof ochel. Ha in the case of the olives, the grape, mikara ochel bahashta mashke. Okay. So you can't compare the two. That's why you can't apply honey to the olives and dates, grapes. Belazar malach, wano like rabchina. Ha shamina lila belazar. The field is 18 arim nami shari. The bazaar allows even olives and, and, um, and, 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 and grapes. The haki ata of hoshim narda. So you see that it's not true. He didn't say it only by, by honey. I found him say it by olives and grapes. You thought it was only by honey. I found the bright otherwise. So it's true. The reason why he didn't bring the, the, the case of the honey it's because he wasn't aware that other brighta that clarified their Belazim and Shemua said it by not only honey, by everything. So he was just missing a brighta. That's legal. Okay. But Belazar, my time of Why not Belazar like Kabyosachanina's reason that brought in the Mishnah about the, uh, unripe grapes being pressed? Amalach, lav itmalah. Didn't we learn a commentary on that? Um, it was already, it was already, uh, crushed, which is the first stage. And it didn't, but it didn't have the, 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 the there was like this dicing and then this crushing. So we're going to have different cases now. 
So what was the case of those al, those riskan, those, those, uh, risuk literally means to, uh, mince, maybe, minced. Those minced grapes, what was the stage? So we don't now want to qualify the stage. It was a machloka between Rabbi Shmael and Rabbi Kivat. You're allowed to continue the process. What was the stage of these minced grapes? So Rabbi Chani, Rabbi Yochanan said, If it's missing stage two, I'm sorry, stage one. I'm sorry, it had stage one, it's missing stage two. Stage one is mincing, and then they would further crush it. So if stage one without stage two, Everyone agrees that you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to continue the process. Stage one alone is not enough to continue the process. They had the first two stages, but they didn't have the third stage where it actually comes out. They pushed it down. That means the case that you brought me doesn't match up to the case of the olives and the grapes. Because there's different stages, and just because you saw that grapes were allowed, the grapes were at one stage, and the, the Mishnah is talking about a different stage. Okay. Um, <clears throat> fine. He, he was matir, Rabbi Yosef was matir like Rabbi Ishmael, that you're allowed to, uh, the, 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 you're allowed to, after Risuk alone, it's enough. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to talk another another law, a tangential law on the laws of an olive press. One second. Okay. Okay. Shemen The oil that's left over in the oil press. And they would give it to the workers as pay. Umachsalot shel badadim, and the mats they would use to cover them. Rav Asar, Rav forbids you to carry them on Shabbat because mukseh, and Shmuel Shari. So these were, these were things that are designated not for your use, and you're not going to use them, so it was set aside. Midirabanan, anything that's set aside. So now they're arguing over here, in this case, something was set aside, it's not, you're not going to use it anymore. So it's just set aside, um, is that considered, since it was set aside for the workers, that's a whole discussion. We had this a long time ago in one of the halakha classes. If you have something that's set aside not for your use, even though it's not muqsed, the example that we gave, an extreme example that Deershu came up, you get a, um, you got an Amazon package on Friday. You open it up on Friday. Your kid tried it out and said, we don't like it. We want to return it. That could be muqsed because you're designating it not for use. You don't want to use it because it can get dirty. You can't return it. So an item that even though it's totally not what we would normally call mukseh, but it's set aside. So these items that are going to be used as payment to the workers might be considered set aside. This is a little mukseh tangent. When you learn mukseh, you come back to this. This is one of the pages to remember. Somebody's that keeping notes over here in the morning. We uh, we recruited Yitzi Musayef as our stenographer for the classes. We need someone to write down. We get to the laws of mukseh. Please remember this concept on Yutet Mubet. The guys that create the shifties, or any Tamidei Chachamim, what they do is you go through Masechet, and now you write down over here, this is a, this is a item for, uh, for later, later looking at. Okay, whoever is entering now, 
Are people entering now for Shifty? I wonder. Abe Terzi, I'm not sure why he's here. If he's a Shifty man, Eddie's iPhone, I think that people might be joining our Shifty class now. So we got a Shifty's at 8.15. So anyone that's joining now, when we have a Shifty's at 8.15. So let's just wrap it up over here. Amrav Nachman. Ez lechelba, I have a goat that's designated for milk. Rachel gizatai, I have a goat that's designated for shearing. Tanagola beitzata, or a roost that's, that's, that's for eggs. Tori de Ridya, I have cows designated for, for plowing. Tami de Iska, I have, uh, dates that are, that are there for sale. Rava, Sar Shmuel, Amar Mutar. Again, these are all things that are business items. You won't touch them. They're off limits. The Kamlifu de Pulster of Yehuda Rabbi Shimon. That's again the famous machloket. Write this down. This is heavy duty muksa material. Rabbi Yudan Rabbi Shimon arguing muksa throughout Shabbat. And again, we come back to here. Who told me that it was a student? The Ori Becharta the Argus Rabbi Shimon. He was posek halachal like Rabbi Shimon. There was muksa. Shamter of Hamnuna of Hamnuna put him in cherem. Ba'akam Rabbi Shimon's really. What did he do wrong? The answer is ba'atcha the Rav Havei beloy ba'ilim mebed hachi. A student is not allowed to be posek in the town of his rabbi. Okay, side town. Side discussion. How do you trade Talmide? Chad Matzil Bachad Mana. One of them filled up a, a basket, uh, to save from a, from a, from a fire. Again, where they decided. Bachad Matzil Ba'aba Bacham Shemane. The Kamifugan Plukta, the Rabba Rav Zavda Ravuna. So again, this is totally tangential. Another story which students got involved in, 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 in a, a previous Makloket. And it's about a Makloket we'll get about later on. If Chas Vishlom, there's a fire on Shabbat. How much food can you save? And again, this is something you put down to look up later. We'll stop at this Mishnah and we will regroup as Rat Hashem in eight minutes for Akhavru tonight. Thank you all.